0: Uh, 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 uh. Uh, uh, uh. Logic. what's good guys and welcome to another episode of zeno's mini football logic it's zeno here sorry it's been a while since we last talked life has gotten in the way if you guys didn't know i'm studying for a master's and that's taking a lot of my time but we're not going to get into any more detail with that let's get right into the football there's two things i want to discuss today the first thing is Lucas Moura's contract expiring? Actually, no. That's going to be the second thing. The first thing I'm going to talk about is Jao Felix's move to Chelsea. The reason why I want to talk about this is because it doesn't seem to make sense from a Chelsea perspective and even the even from an athleticum Madrid perspective because, if you guys didn't know, you probably do know, it was €11 million Euro loan fee you know, United, and Arsenal and Chelsea were the three clubs that were interested in, probably a bunch of other clubs too but those are the clubs that were most publicised because guess what, we're, I'm in England so that's what I hear and um, United and Arsenal were not going to pay that loan fee but Chelsea did you could say that Arsenal and um, United had more of a need for Jao Felix than Chelsea did because they have a lot of players similar to him playing this position so they paid the loan fee they paid the salary but there's no option to buy and Jalfield has extended his contract. I don't see how this benefits anybody. It's a six-month loan. It's not even one year. So it's a six-month loan. He's there till the end of the season. And Fletico Madrid now don't have one of the key players, I assume he was a key player there, yes, he hasn't scored more than 8 league goals in the whole time he's been there and all that kind of stuff and he he hasn't been as amazing as they thought because guess what, when you come with such a huge price that people expect you to be a superstar, that's just the reality of the situation I had even though it was clear to see that Jaar Felix was a project and he's shown signs of brilliance for club and for country, we saw him in the World Cup, he looked great, he looked decent. Nonetheless, Chelsea have gone and made this move now and to many people it doesn't add up because of the amount they had to pay for such a short period of time in terms of the loan duration and the actual salary they're paying him. They're paying the full salary and it almost feels like they're just throwing away money for money because everybody can see watching Chelsea that they need a more, um, a, a midfielder that isn't attacking, so a central midfielder or the holding midfielder or a striker. But they've gone and signed another attacking midfielder. Now, as you guys already know, they've signed in Cuckoo. Obviously, people weren't sure about the signing being legit in terms of, like, the signing actually went through and stuff. But the signing is through. The signing is done. He's become He becomes a Chelsea player in July unless something crazy happens. And the way I'm looking at this and maybe a few people are looking at this is that he's kind of a stopgap replacement Jafélix, Felix he'll be there for the six months and then goes takes his position because I believe they play the same positions you know even though they can play striker even they're traditionally second strikers center forwards and um, traditional strikers second shadow, shadow strikers second strikers playing off the main striker or playing on the wings both of them are like that so, maybe he's a stopgap. But the harsh reality is, looking at Josie's team right now, even without Nkunku, they really had Mount Havertz-Zieh. so a lot of attacking midfielders. Then you have Sterling as well. Christian Pulisic, even though he is injured, and he is currently out injured. And Igor Kovicic and but he plays obviously a much more deeper role. And it's almost like um, they needed a striker more than anything, and they've just gone out and they've just got Jav Felix, And... It doesn't make sense on paper, but because it's another attacking midfielder that is promising as heck, but hasn't shown the ability to score lots of goals. At least Nkunku had his thirty-five goal season. He's in the midst of a seventeen goal season. I think he's got a lot of goals this season already, so he's carrying on where he left off. He scores goals. Nkunku. jafidix not so much. He could be more of a habits, if anything. <laughs> you know, I, um, attack a attacking midfielder that at first when you watch him in a smaller league in Germany, scores and assists creates, which is what Ja Felix was doing for Benfica, mesmerising. And then obviously playing at a higher level, the, the, it's almost like the game disappears. Havertz has show flashes, of course, but very rarely, very sparingly. It's a very, very interesting signing. I can just put it that way. It's a signing that to me doesn't make much sense. But Chelsea, I felt like this is what needs to be done and obviously Graham Potter's come out and been happy with that but what do you expect from a guy that was like managing Danny Welbeck no offence to my guy that guy Welbs you know what I mean but he was managing Danny Welbeck and Adam Lallana for flip sake and Sonny March of course he's going to be happy with Charles Felix joining the club this is like a different level and obviously people might be questioning how much he's been struggling but I believe you just got to give Graham Potter time I said it in the previous episode when I talked about his appointment he just needs to be given time just give the man time He'll be, he'll be fine, I think. You know, look at what Ateta did at Arsenal. Yes, I'm going to refer to that, as much as I hate to refer to it. Look at what he's done there. I think that with due time, he will come good. If he doesn't, then yeah, get rid of him. <laughs> now, on to the second thing. Lucas Moura. It was announced today that Tottenham will not be triggering his one-year extension. And I just wanted to say a little something about the Brazilian, yeah? Of course, throughout his career, he's been one of the biggest shining talents in Brazil. When he was back there at sat palo at a young age united almost him, but PSG got him last minute he showed fleeting bits of magic including that 19 goal season 12 in the league and then he joined tottenham and of course he had his biggest moment as a football player and one of the biggest moments in tottenham's history where he scored a hat-trick in the second half against axe to come back from three goals down i think it was to win the game and to reach the champions league final and that's what he's going to be remembered for that's his legacy at tottenham and probably the legacy for his footballing career, that hat trick, it will always go down in history as one of the most improbable, impossible, unlikeliest things to ever watch on the football pitch. You know, you're thinking of someone that's going to score a hat trick for Tottenham. Back at those times, it would probably have been Son or Kane, who I know who, who I know wasn't playing, yeah, or Derry Ali. But it was Lucas Mora. and of course, to this day, many people that know me. Know that I was very angry with the decision not to play him in the final against Liverpool. He should have started like what the flip. Nonetheless, Kane was not fitting. The more I get into that, the more anger I'm going to get. And I just don't want to keep that short. Keep this short. Lucas Moura, of course. We, he's a player that when you watch him you feel like you expect so much more from him that he should be a star and he should be at the top of his game he should be one of the best players at Tottenham but he never really was he had like one or two seasons where he was definitely one of the key players and people looked towards him for moments of magic but he was never consistently there it was similar to his time at PSG where you saw the brilliance and the skill and the moments of magic but he was never able to consistently sustain it which is a shame because the guy could dribble a ball but sometimes his decision making, most of the time, his decision making just wasn't there. It wasn't, does he pass now, does he shoot now? A lot of players do struggle with this. It's not something like that's so easy because look at Messi. You know, that's an example of what happens when you get them all right. <laughs> and look at how and look look at him. Look at the status he holds in the game. So it's it's not gonna be easy. But you know, as a Tottenham fan, I would like to say thank you to Lucas Moore for his service and for that magical moment in Amsterdam. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know why I'm exposing the fact that I'm a Spurs fan. But uh, I just wanted to mention something about Lucas, isn't it, man? To my driller, you know what I mean. But I'm gonna end it there. Hope you guys enjoyed this, this little hybrid thing. I could have just split these two up, uploaded them. But I thought, let me give you guys two in one to make up for the long time you had to wait since the last episode. I'll try and upload more, but it's hard, isn't it? It's hard. I'm but 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 expect an episode every day still. I'm gonna definitely try them. I'm just trying to get used to my new way of life. But anyways, hope you guys enjoyed listening and I'll see you in the next episode of Mini Football Logic or potentially Zero4Podcast. We'll have to see. Mini Logic.